0: You're tuned in to handle your business at the 13th Annual Player Networking event, live from Super Bowl 47 in New Orleans on the Voice America Sports Channel with Ray Ellis and Lamar Campbell from the Voice America Sports Channel. Now, let's get this show started. The show has started that fast? Wow, I am so happy.
1: <laughs> I was waiting, I really didn't think we were going to have a chance to get onto the air as quickly as we did we're into a little bit of difficulty in terms of getting people in the room down there. it's just crowded it's it's as crowded as you possibly could think it could be down here in new orleans it is like that traffic has been backed up uh but we are ready to go we are live here in new orleans new orleans as they say at the player networking event of course this is the 13th annual player networking event and i for myself have been here for the last five years uh, with uh, P&E, and is extremely proud of the fact of the work that Guy Troop, who is the founder of uh, Troop 21, and of course he is the gentleman who is responsible for the player networking event, but uh, it, is, it is just an, out, an outstanding event. It's something that is necessary for a long time. The need, there's been a void, and somebody has addressed that void and done the best they possibly could to, t- to develop a program that would support players in their transition. So for those of you out there who are listening for the fifth time in a row, we would like to say thank you. Uh, For those of you out there who are listening for the very first time, we'd like to welcome you to this annual event that is the Player Networking Event. Uh, The Player Networking Event is something that it it was the brainchild of of, of Guy Troop and some of his colleagues, as a matter of fact, uh, together. Uh, during his days when he was working as an executive for the National Football League. And uh, I'm going to be joined by one of those executives uh, by the name of Kurt Dixon. And Kurt, of course, has uh, uh, moved on. Kurt, of course, will tell you where he was at that time. I want him to explain that to you. But he's moved on, and in particular, I want to acknowledge the fact that he's moved on to an institution of education he's now an executive at howard university of course in washington dc where he is the director of transition programs at howard so uh, what i want to do is i want to welcome kirk to the show uh, kirk are you
2: there i'm here ray it's uh really a pleasure to join you
1: well i certainly thank you and i wanted i want to go beyond just thank you i, I want to recognize And I want those folks out there to understand the fact that you and Guy Troop were one of those people who back, you know, long before anybody else was really thinking about the difficulties that perhaps maybe some young men, because they were young men at that particular time, perhaps maybe could be facing with some difficulties and some challenges as it relates to severing their ties to a profession of which was a childhood dream of theirs. And then to move on uh, to perhaps maybe another childhood dream but perhaps maybe there could be some issues and some concerns because after all, that other childhood dream, they hadn't been working on that or at that since they were probably 10 years old. So I want you, if you will, Kurt, take us back to those days, those early days of discussions of what player transition could be and what it is today and what the work we still have to do, if you will. I know that's a lot, but only a man like yourself and Guy Troop and of course the, the great Dr. Lynn Burnham, who's a good friend of mine, Could address those issues because you guys were the pioneers in this business. So go ahead,
2: please share with us. Um, Well, I'll just start off with a a, a couple points, Ray. Uh, uh, You know, one of the things that I think that is 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 lost sometimes in this conversation uh, because I think the money that guys are paid and the money that goes around the league kind of distorts uh, folks' perception. Uh, or appreciation for some of the challenges that pro athletes have, uh, uh, transitioning from sports. But I don't know why I got it 20 years ago, uh, when I was working at Reebok in Boston. But, uh, when I was confronted with the statistics that roughly in America, uh, a million kids are playing high school football every year. And that hasn't changed. In fact, it's increased. And, uh, and, and, uh, and you played a little football yourself, uh, you know, so you can relate. Uh, but of those, uh, and like you, Ray, only 13%. You know, I don't know how many of those high school kids all believe they're going to play, but I would guarantee anybody who made all-state or all-district or all-honors uh, in their metro city uh, believes or wants to have the goal to go to that next level. But at the Division One to a level, only 13% or 130,000 of that million get get that shot to play as a student-athlete on a college campus. And, of course, today with the advent of social media and ESPN and and uh... you know print media uh, you know the whole game has changed you're playing you're playing on a roster for a D1 school It's it's like being in the pros I mean you are a BMOC a big man on campus and it's just amped up the day for these kids today even more than it was twenty years ago when we look at this but most folks don't realize you know the NFL doesn't add more teams every year you got thirty two teams You know, the roster does not increase. You basically got about 1,760 men playing in that league. And, uh, and, and, you know, there are 10 rounds uh, of draft in April. So 320 kids of that 130,000 actually get a shot, which is a tenth of one percent. And yet, you know, you go from high school to college, and then you spend four years... Uh, I don't know how many guys in that locker room, but I'd say it's probably close to 90 percent, if not 95 percent, that believe they're going to get tapped or get that shot. So you have to think about those numbers. And and for me, I just found that uh, staggering. You know that that, that, that that so few actually got the shot. And then once they made it to that next level, you know, game changed. It was more, 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 more money more notoriety, more publicity, a total lifestyle change, and then basically they're locked into a certain way of thinking about themselves, their life, and so uh, there's a bit of an identity that gets wrapped up in the game or just kind of rooted uh, in, in who they are as a professional athlete. Um, and there are very few professions out there uh, that, uh, that, that that do that for a young men. You you know, Kirk, what's really interesting,
1: in fact, is you you talked about the percentage of those that make it as opposed to those that don't. When they start off, there's so many kids that that love this game, and they certainly make an attempt at it. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to take a break here in about two minutes. Uh, When we take that break, we're going to come back, and we're going to be joined by a gentleman that did make it. But we're not trying to discourage young men from their dreams and their goals of becoming a professional athlete we're really trying to encourage them to get started on that transition much earlier than they do. And I think that's some of the things that you, and I believe you were with the company, and I'm going to name it, I think it was Reebok was one of those first companies that decided to assist the National Football League in helping them address player transition issues. Am I am I correct in saying that?
2: that, that, that that's right, Ray. Uh, and I think of Joe Morgan from the Cincinnati Reds, you know, he probably said it best. When this issue of career transition comes up for him, uh, a direct quote is, uh, uh, Joe said that he started planning for his transition out of sports the very first day he was drafted into Major League Baseball. Uh, now he's an exception, not the rule, but to your point, that is why so many organizations like Reebok, the Players Association, the Alumni Association, um, uh, need uh, to be providing some structure and some services and some benefits for players around this, uh, because they are unique and they have some unique challenges by virtue of this life as a pro athlete. Kirk, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay with us. we
1: got to take a break. As I said, I have one of those young men that was not only successful and blessed to play in the National Football League, but has been very successful in his transition. So I want the three of us to have a conversation, because again, this is this is informative. I want those people out there to know that not every player that plays in the National Football League, when his career is over, finds himself struggling. Some of them have been very successful. Of course, you're listening to the Player Networking Event live in New Orleans. And we're having a lot of fun. I'm going to be joined by John St. Clair when we come back after this break. The American
3: Businessperson Show, the official sponsor of Making Dreams Come True. The American Businessperson is designed to engage, educate, promote success, and move people into action. It outlines possibilities and tactics that will help people prevail to make their American dream come true. Contact Bridge at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com for a free consultation to discover how to make your business goals a reality. Join in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel or on demand
4: 24-7 at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com. Communication is the key to success, both on and off the field. I'm communication expert Jill Schiffelbein, the impromptu guru. As a former athlete, I know what it takes to be successful as you go from the locker room to the boardroom and all points in between. I will teach you presentation, communication, confidence. With skills like that, you know you'll always be in business. Get the tools you need to succeed at impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes. Again, that's impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice
3: America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement career advice and a variety of other topics check us out today you're sure to find something of interest voice america variety talk on today's hot topics
5: sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise
0: You're tuned in to the 13th Annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 47 in New Orleans on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to Ray Ellis, Lamar Campbell, and members of the Voice America Sports team.
1: Okay, we're back. Welcome to the 13th Annual Player Networking Event in New Orleans. I'm going to try to get that right throughout the entire uh, four-hour broadcast that we have here. Uh, Again, this is uh, our fifth time being down here at the Super Bowl. Regardless of where it goes, Voice America Sports has traveled with the player networking event. And I just want to uh, say to those guys that are out there that have come and participate every year and new guys that have come in to participate, you're doing something. You're making an investment for yourself. And one person I want to be sure that I let him know that as an older player that's looked back on the things that he's done in his life and how he's prepared himself for this transition and made this adjustment is John St. Clair and John is here joining us today. What are some of the challenges when you you know first left the game that, that you at least people might have perceived them to be challenges but when you really put the time and effort to it it wasn't as difficult as you thought it was was there something you thought man I'm not going to be able to do this or man how do I do that But then when you put time and effort into it, perhaps maybe it wasn't as challenging because those are the fears that some people have out there.
6: I attended the uh, business schools, entrepreneur programs that the NFL offered. You know, I did the one at Kellogg School of Management. Um, even uh, last year I did a uh, transition program with Georgia Tech. So you have to stay involved. You have to stay involved with uh, those kind of things.
1: And Kirk, to hear uh, a young man who's gone through the transition, who obviously I, I know since you guys first worked on this, uh, to hear him say some of the things he's, he's done in his life to support his transition, Are those the kind of things that you guys expected to hear and to see that a person would take advantage of and it would help them be successful in that transition?
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, You know, we've we've often used the quote, uh, when the student is ready, uh, the teacher will appear. You know, uh, a lot of resources have existed around the league, the union, from private organizations for 15 or so years. Now, mind you, there's more today than there was in the beginning. Uh, But... uh, the 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 need for players to take that initiative and take advantage of those programs is so important. So uh my hats off to John and and having the insight and the vision and then uh the making it a priority in his life that even while he was playing and even while he was living the life because it is so difficult for a young man in their early 20s and mid 20s and early 30s uh to uh uh, give up some of the distractions and some of the things that go with the life of being a professional athlete and living in the top 10% of income incomers. Hey, I want to ask you this
1: question, and I want Kurt to kind of piggyback on this, too. Uh, obviously, when we're playing ball in the, at a college and a university, uh, the alumni are a big part of that university, but the current student-athletes that are on that team, they help recruit players to come in. And help them be continue the success of that football program, uh, Kirk. I'm interested. Uh, that model, did you guys ever think about in player transition? That those that do trans, you know, transition successfully, do you want them to reach out and try to encourage other players and show them a model or a blueprint of how to also transition and deal with those transitional issues?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it comes down to role models and uh, accessing guys who have, in fact, needed uh, walking players and, again, talking to them as early as possible. I mean, it's never too late, in my opinion, and it is never too early. Uh, but, but there's, there's nothing better than learning from guys who have been there and not just the guys who have been like there. I've seen it be ve- very important to have a guy stand up in front of a group of young men and say, you know, Here's what I here's what I did. Here's what I did wrong. Here was the fallout. Don't do what I did. Don't do this, but do this. And there's there's power in both examples, the good example, and in the in the in the the, the, uh, challenging, tough examples.
1: But let's talk about some of your teammates. Some of your teammates that perhaps may be younger than you are, that you may try to encourage, and just like you tried to recruit them to go to that great university, try to encourage them to invest in themselves. Do you find that they get it? Are the, are the younger guys now younger than you are yourself, who was a very young man today? Are they getting it? Are they taking the time out early on in their career to try to prepare for that 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 transition that they're going to be faced with one day? We know
6: that. I think it's just like everything else. Some guys do. Some guys don't. Um, but I think it's older guys, uh, guys who are older in the league and guys who are retired and actually experience what it's like not to have football anymore. It's our job to go back and tell these young guys to take advantage of all the opportunities they have with the NFL. I mean, come on, let's be let's be honest. You get these letters all in the mail all the time. You get a ton of emails. A lot of time, guys disregard those emails. You know, they disregard those emails. They disregard the letters. They just throw them in the trash. But those are the very letters that are offering you all these opportunities the to attend these universities, to take advantage of the health benefits that you might not be aware of, uh, to kind of be like a fraternity with the, with the within the players, you know, and those are the letters that you should be reading. You know, I've talked to several young guys and they tell me honestly, like, you know, I threw that letter away. I didn't even know it was that. So my job, you know, as a former player is to, to tell these guys to read all the material you get. You know, the NFL does a, a great job of staying in touch with the retired players. I tell guys, if you retired, Go ahead and, and sign up to with the NFL alumni, be part of the alumni association, and stay involved because you know it's it's invaluable the things that you have and uh, you get coming to these events and things of that nature.
1: So, John, I, I know you've been successful in your transition. Do, do you feel that is there the need for programs like this? And, and and do you really feel that you have an obligation as as a former player to try to encourage those guys, even even though it's not required of you? As a part of that fraternity, do you feel like, hey, man, I, I want to be an advocate. I want to be one of those that is there for these young men to help them. So I'm going to continue to be involved in this program and all programs like that. Because maybe some guys feel like, hey, when it's over, it's over. I, I, I don't get, I'm not on the payroll. It's not my responsibility.
6: Absolutely. And one of the things you do, when you get done playing football, you, I mean, you have your times of depression. You have things, your times where you miss the game uh, a lot. And one of the things about coming back doing events like this the camaraderie that you have when you play, you still have at these events. You're seeing guys that you haven't seen in years, and you see guys you played against, guys that were your former teammates, and it's like you're playing again. So by guys coming back to the Super Bowl and even doing some of the events during the year, you see all the guys you played with, and that camaraderie, the things you missed when you were playing, it really helps, you know. Some, that stuff makes you, dep- it's kind of depressing. Once you leave the game, you realize that's not going to happen anymore. you <laughs> in real life. Let's
1: talk a little bit about your business, John. Why don't you share with the audience out there what you and your wife have been doing since you left the game. And even before you left the game, you might have got started. But certainly in your own words, let them know what you're doing and and where they can find your products that you have to offer.
6: Absolutely. When when I was playing, uh, my wife and I started a jewelry company. Uh, In her name, Shannon St. Clair Jewry. A jewelry company based out of Miami, Florida. Uh, A jewelry sold in 15 stores uh, nationwide. And we have an online uh, store, ShannonStClair.com. Spell out the same S-A-I-N-T. Uh, we started that when I was playing, but I knew when I got done with football, I just wanted to transition out of football into something uh, that would still bring us revenue. And that's done a great job doing that. Uh, we uh, catered to over 150 celebrities in the Miami area. A lot of celebrities wear our jewelry. Uh, a lot of uh, socialites wear our jury. A lot of uh, uh, beauty, beauty queens and things wear our jewelry, that nature. So uh, it's going really well for us. Uh, my wife hand makes everything. It's all uh, precious, uh, semi-precious stones, sterling, silver, and gold. Um, it's not something that we just threw up and started selling. It's something that we invested in. You know, uh, I t- I've taken business courses. Uh, my wife is, you know, she's very artistic in the things she's done. Uh, it's her passion, and uh, we really care about our customers. You know, we make sure that our customer comes first. So that's the business side. I kind of transition out of that. Everybody has to have something they transition to. You can't just stop football. You know, when I retired, I was what thirty-three years old. I'm thirty-five years old now. That's a. I have to have a long life ahead. So when you when you retire, you have to transition out of something. You can't just sit idle. I don't care how much you made. I, made. I was fortunate enough to make a good amount of money. But still, when you get done, you still have to have some, have a purpose in your life.
1: Is there a, a website, John, where people can go to? The, of course, even while, while you're here with me at this, at this broadcast, of course, live here in, in New Orleans, is there a website where people can go and, and take a look at some of the merchandise that's available?
6: Absolutely. ShannonStClair.com. Uh, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S-A-I-N-T-C-L-A-I-R.com. You can check out our, all the jury online, as well as the, over the 150 celebrities we have wearing our jury. Um, they all pictured there, and you can see the comments, the testimonials, and everything on the website. Well, listen, I,
1: I would be. Uh, how could I possibly sit here and have a big offensive lineman in front of me and not talk about football? <laughs> After right. all, the game is going to be, you know, decided in the trenches. We got a couple minutes, John. Looking at the game, you may or may not have a team you're rooting for, but just you know, from somebody who played the game. Let those fans out there know what you think might happen in, in this football game because we never can predict what's going to happen.
6: Well, I think we're watching history before our eyes. First of all, you got two brothers playing. I know they all want the attention on them, but let's be honest. I mean, we, probably, we might we probably never see this again, ever. Um, you got two great teams uh, playing, uh, two unbelievable defenses playing. And I, I really think that uh, I'm not, you know, I'm a, I like to see Ray Lewis go out for win, but I think it's going to be a defensive game. I think it'll be a very low scoring game. That's my opinion. And um, I think. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just like to see Ravens go out on top because of Ray Lewis and his passion for the game. Even Ed Reed, those guys, when they've been there even last year, the opportunity slipped away from them. So uh, I know the San Fran's a young team, man. They're going to be something to reckon with for the next five years for the young. But I think the Ravens, is their last shot to really get in to make it.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. There's no doubt about it. I think the world understands that this is the kind of history that may not repeat itself. It's going to be hard to find two brothers to be head coaches of two teams in the National Football League in the Super Bowl. Uh, It's just so hard just to get there. We know, of course, John, you and I play for the Cleveland Browns. They've never been there. (laughs) So uh, we know how hard it is to uh, to get there. John, I want to thank you and your wife for the example that you've been for so many young men out there and continue that example, continue success to you and your wife. You're listening to, of course, the Player Networking Event live on Voice America Sports in New Orleans, the 13th annual Player Networking Event. We'll be right back after this message.
3: The American Businessperson Show, the official sponsor of Making Dreams Come True. The American Businessperson is designed to engage, educate, promote success, and move people into action. It outlines possibilities and tactics that will help people prevail to make their American dream come true. Contact Bridge at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com for a free consultation to discover how to make your business goals a reality. Join in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel or on demand 24 seven
4: at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com. Communication is the key to success, both on and off the field. I'm communication expert, Jill Schiffelbein, the impromptu guru. As a former athlete, I know what it takes to be successful as you go from the locker room to the boardroom and all points in between. I will teach you presentation, communication, confidence. With skills like that, you know you'll always be in business. Get the tools you need to succeed at impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes. Again, that's impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes.
0: If you think you've seen online TV before...
1: get in the game. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's up shot. Got it. But 2.8 seconds He's left. left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of
5: here. From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to the 13th annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 47 in New Orleans on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to Ray Ellis, Lamar Campbell, and members of the Voice America Sports team.
1: Okay, we back. You, of course, are listening to us live from New Orleans. I'm going to get that right, New Orleans, New Orleans. Uh, this is a special place for me. I played my first uh, college football bowl game. Here in New Orleans, of course, the Ohio State University played, the University of Alabama. And uh, the young man, I'm, I'm going to call him a young man, who, of course, was the general manager right now for the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie Newsom was that all-American, tight end, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, because he could do it all. Uh, just did an outstanding job and probably was the reason why we lost the game. Ozzie was a tremendous teammate of mine, of course, uh, with the Cleveland Browns. And now I-, I wish them all the luck in the world as they, of course, uh, attempt to win their second Super Bowl. But right now, uh, live here at the Player Network Event, I'm about to be joined by a fine young man. And young man, only been out of the game a couple years. Jarvis Green is with me. Jarvis, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, listen... You- you haven't been out of the game that long, man. Tell us about that transition, man. Do you, do you miss the game? Uh, the game was very, very good to you, and you were very, very good to the game. So we certainly appreciate Thank that. Uh, but this is all about the transition. And some people don't know about that transition. Sometimes it's a real deep, dark place where some players go trying to find out and find themselves and what they're going to do with their lives after they leave the game of pro football. So how has that adjustment been for you so far? Well, for me, it's been awesome.
7: Been awesome again. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. I, I, I'm glad you're here, man. We well, want more you.
1: young men like thank you to be you. here. I, I
7: appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what? For me, the transition been pretty easy, man, because I know when I first started playing football with well, my NFL, my second year I started doing an internship in Ro- Rolls Royce Naval Marine in Walpole, Massachusetts, and also I did an internship for two years in uh, Providence at a restaurant, um, a place that we call it Federal Hill. But uh, everything I've been doing, man, it's been awesome. I, I thank God, you know, the way my parents raised me. and just knowing that, you know, football wasn't going to be forever. But when I grew up, I just wanted to create things, wanted to build things, didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, and uh, just just worked hard on everything that I did. You know, got to the NFL, and, and right now the transition, I've been going uh, at least for two years, but I've been so busy with construction. also work with a seafood company called IFVG, And I try to get to see a lot of other guys and just kind of try to pass – that information, because I have a neighbor, Randall Gay, one of my neighbors, and Orion Clark also. You know, Ryan is still playing, but I know if Randall being retired, I remember I told Randall, hey, man, get the books, man. Go pick up something. Read something, man. Do something different, because sometimes sports coaching is not for everybody. You know, but find a niche, man, and do it well. You know You know what? Randall Gay
1: started law school, man. Wow. See, and that's, and that's the thing about this. There's a gentleman here I saw the other day, and he's a doctor. And I told him that I wanted him to come to the player network and even as somebody who could be an example and say, you know what, there's a profession out there that you might consider that you might have never thought about, and that's medical. Yes. You know, I, I was blessed to play with John Frank, former uh, San Francisco 49er oh, wow. tight end, oh, wow. who, who's a doctor. You know? wow, so you, can't say, you cannot say that they can't do whatever they want to do. Right. But it's, it's, it's interesting because my daughter, who is an 18-year-old senior and, and happens to be, I'm proud of this now, she happens to be the student body president of her high school. Oh, wow. and, and here's the thing about it facebook challenged and one of the executives from facebook came to present to them the other day and said to them what would you do if you weren't afraid wow and jarvis let me ask you do you think the fact that the transitional um experience for some players is filled with a lot of fear you know what adversity and it's,
7: it's a lot of fear
1: in that word
7: i was speaking the other day at another event and i was talking about all i had talked to a bunch of kids and 500 student-athletes, and all from Katrina. I said, we all go through adversity. With adversity, it is change. You know, but if you are scared of, if you're going to be scared of adversity, you would never make it. You know, so that transition, when you're done playing football, I tell guys, man, get off the couch, man. Get away from the house. Go do something. You have so much you could do, you know, being an athlete. You
1: have so many doors that's there waiting. You got to just go and open the, turn the knob. And, I, and, and I, agree, I agree with you. There are so many people that you meet, and I think this event today is a networking event. This is an amazing. And, and I, I and I <laughs> I, I've been here for five years, y'all, and I'm glad you're here. And, wow. and pretty soon you're going to sit there, and you're going to say, Ray, this is my fifth year here. Wow. And, I, and yeah. I know you're going to do that, and you're going to encourage more people, but yes. I, I, that, that fear and that adversity, I think that's something that certainly... When it's a turnover, you know. When it's a, when you made a sack, whatever you did, you know. Whenever the team was faced with adversity, we always jumped up and ran into the game. Yes. We need to share that with other players, we man. Do. Listen, you you faced with adversity before. Yes. You know, you had a, you had a couple things in your life that you did when you was younger. Your family got through. You've dealt with it, but it's it's the same thing. Take that same confidence yeah, into same the workforce, and you can be successful. I, I just want to talk to you about LSU, that, that great university that you attended. Uh, of course, uh, Dr. Karam has been uh, a part of this. You <laughs> yeah. know, He's yeah. a unique man, and, and we're glad to have him. But but it sounds to me that uh, LSU has done a pretty good job with, with the athletes and trying to help you guys be prepared. Do you think that colleges and universities could do more to help guys prepare for transition? Because there's only a few of us that play professional football, but there's a lot of us at the college level that don't make it into pros. But still, we know. That that's a filtering system for the National Football League. So do you think colleges and universities also have some uh, obligation to assist players so that they are prepared for that transition? Because education is a big piece of yes. that. Yes,
7: I, th- I think so, man. That is very, very important. Uh, life skills, I think they need to get more detail in. You're having these guys, you having, you know, uh, crooks, you're having people, manipulators that are coming in and trying to take advantage of, of, of the football players. And they just need to get that in the system more about drugs, uh, you know, alcohol, about the nightlife, uh, about marriage, about everything, man. Because I've been through a lot of stuff, man. I mean, I had some deals I've lost, lost a lot of money. I had deals I made money, you know, but we know business is business. And a lot of guys, you know, we always do the the, the stereotype thing. We do the same thing over and over again, you know, because
1: I think, too, the the guys that, that move on, they need to come back. That that's the key. That they that, that is the key, and talk. share their experiences. And, and we had a nice behind-the-scenes, closed-door session yesterday, Gee, awesome. and where that information was shared and was revealed. But you know, sometimes Jarvis, it's hard for players to be vulnerable to open up, to acknowledge the fact that they've they've had some adversity had, and and they didn't win. They right. didn't win. Adversity may get the best of you sometimes, but I think the key is to not to give up.
7: That's it. You know what? Right now, I'm, I'm doing the food industry. I, since I got done with football I probably did five different things and I had to figure out what I want to do what was for me. You know, like again, you got to find a niche, man, and you got to stay positive.
1: And and that that niche, is that something uh you said five different things. That that niche is it it's not always found it sounds like the first time. No, it's not. It, it, you may have to go through something a couple different times yes. before you find what that niche. is. Yeah, you're going to meet some positive positive people,
7: you're going to meet some negative people. You got to find and and just of Number one, get good people around you.
1: You know, that's key. I, I like, I'm glad that you said that because uh, Jim Collins has a book, Good to Great. And I, well, I, I always like to say to players, uh, everybody's good in football. The great comes with what you do after football. Yes. That's when you become great. Yes, and you're, you're doing a good job at Thank becoming great. And, and I just would like for you to tell those guys out there again, it's not going to happen the first time. It may be the second or third time, but it's the people. When you look at the people you worked with, what were some of the things of which perhaps maybe you made a mistake in choosing the wrong people? Was yes. it the wrong deal? The Because deal, the deal must have sounded good. Oh, it sounded great.
7: But it was the wrong people. Wrong people, man. Because, I you know, for me, I've been out of town for almost 10 years. And just, you, you know, that's that's one thing, too. You, you get into a deal uh, like with the NFL or with college, you know, doing background checks, you know, knowing who is who. Because I got so many scam artists around. You know, but I learned through that, you know. And uh, a lot of times, if you don't learn,
1: learn the hard way. You don't learn at all, and and when you say learn the hard way, do you have to make every mistake, or is it good to come to a program and to also take advantage of the resources like you talked about? The NFL does some vetting of some people, they do, and they will let you know who passed the test and who didn't. That's what. That's what I need. That's what
7: I wish I would have seen more of. That. That's what guys need to see. At the same time, you know, it's hard, man. You walk in that room, you got you guys are making millions of dollars. Oh, why did you listen to that? You know, I'm, 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 um, I'm Superman, you know, I'm superhuman. We are human. And we you not. take that same approach of being superhuman and superman that In the you, real world. On the, you take it to the real world. But 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 but, but a lot of guys, you know, all the people take advantage of you because
1: of that. Oh. But, but sometimes we don't see. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you, you're right, Jarvis. There's no doubt about it. Those people, they probably stroke our egos a little bit. Yeah. They probably make oh, yeah. us think, oh, yeah, that's right. You got it right. That's right. And knowing that they're there just to pray. That's what and I think doing. some of these people pray on athletes yes. and that is something again that I think is part of our responsibility but I think it's part of the university uh, their job Alabama as a matter of fact just said that, that they make sure that certain people don't send a certain substance their yes. way to their players Well, yes. they make sure certain people don't also come into that university yeah. to prey on your people for business ventures that they know are scams yes. because there's no doubt about it all of the guys have been educated uh, they just need to get with the right people that's and it. into the right opportunity. So I, I, just, I just want to, of course, uh, thank you. I want to say uh, hello to my good friend out there, and I hope he's listening. And that's Herman Fontenot, who I played with, with the Cleveland Browns 25 years ago. We could have played in the Super Bowl. But of course, what happened to us was what's been known as the fumble. Oh yeah. And and that stopped us from going on to the Super Bowl. The but that, that that's a great university that you guys. Have you guys have been turning out players for a long yes. time? Yes, we have. And I hope you guys continue to turn well, out uh, some some great football players. So again, one more time, tell some people where they might find your business at and how you might uh, you know be able to be an example to some
7: players out there. Well, you can go to uh, JarvisGreen.com to check out my uh, foundation information. Also, you can check him out on Twitter at JarvisGreen97. I have a Facebook page. And if you want some, uh, we didn't even talk about my seafood company that I work with, but Innovative Food and Biotechnology Group, you can check out
1: www.ifbg.co. Well, I'll tell you what, Jarvis, let me ask you. I can't. you here, man. You, you got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who do you think will win the game?
7: San Francisco.
1: San Francisco. That's a good answer, man. Yeah. There's only one other answer, and that wasn't right. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No. Not for you. I'm not going to tell you, but you know I like the Ravens. Thank you so much, man. I've been blessed by your presence. And thank you so much for what you've done on the field, but the great stuff that you're doing off the field. Thank you very much. We're coming live, of course, to everybody across the world, right from New Orleans and the Super Bowl. This is the 13th Annual Player Networking Event, and I'm going to be back with a man that's done an outstanding job to inspire not only me but a lot of other guys here on Voice America Sports. We'll be right back and we're going to be joined by, I'm going to call him the great Spencer Tillman, CBS broadcaster. Thank you very much for joining us. Stay with us. The American
3: Businessperson Show, the official sponsor of Making Dreams Come True. The American Businessperson is designed to engage, educate, promote success, and move people into action. It outlines possibilities and tactics that will help people prevail to make their American dream come true. Contact Bridge at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com for a free consultation to discover how to make your business goals a reality. Join in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel or on demand 24-7 at TheAmericanBusinessPerson.com. Communication
4: is the key to success, both on and off the field. I'm communication expert Jill Schiffelbein, the impromptu guru. As a former athlete... I know what it takes to be successful as you go from the locker room to the boardroom and all points in between. I will teach you presentation, communication, confidence. With skills like that, you know you'll always be in business. Get the tools you need to succeed at impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes. Again, that's impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes.
8: You may not know all their names,
5: Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Now you can take your favorite Voice
3: America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app. If you have an iphone android or blackberry the voice america interactive radio player powered by aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere live and on demand no registration is required listen to your favorite voice america hosts and discover new ones download the voice america mobile app for iphone android or blackberry powered by aircast Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
0: Get in the game. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTrn.
2: Your internet flagship station for sports.
5: Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to the 13th annual Player Networking Event, live from Super Bowl 47 in New Orleans on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Now, back to Ray Ellis, Lamar Campbell, and members of the Voice America Sports team.
1: Okay, we're back, of course. We are here live in New Orleans. I'm going to call it. That's the way I pronounce it. I'll get it right before the night is over with. I'll tell you what, this is an outstanding event. This is the 13th annual player networking event. I want to thank Mr. Guy Troop for his vision and what he's done for players and assisting them in their transition uh, from the great game of football into the real world. And sometimes that real world can be ugly if you find yourself ill-prepared for the opportunity of which, and that's what it is. It's an opportunity to really make a difference. And sometimes guys just don't. Have find themselves prepared, they're ill-prepared, and uh, we hear about the ugly side of it. But I'll tell you what, sometimes there's some great examples of people out there that have done things the right way, and certainly I can say those are people that have gone from good, because I like to call football the good, but what they do after football when they're an example is great. And the gentleman sitting in front of me today, Spencer Tillman, in my mind, one of the best broadcasters out there that ever existed on CBS, and on all, not just CBS, but on all networks, and he's been a tremendous example for players who are transitioning from the game. And I just want to welcome Spence today. Man, thank you so much. I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear because uh, I'll be honest, you know, you've been one of those people that I've looked at as an example of what could be if you put the work in. And I can only imagine, you know, the amount of work that you put in because there is no better job in the world in my mind. CBS Sports, we grew up watching CBS Sports, Spence, and, and and now you're living, you must have lived two dreams because you, of course, a Super Bowl champion for the San Francisco 49ers and, and now a CBS broadcaster. And I want to thank you, but I know that couldn't have been an easy road. When did that start? I mean, the, the, the broadcasting side of it, when did it start? Because I think that's what some people out there, are. that's their challenge is they don't know when to start. When did you start?
8: I was in sales, I was in promotion, HR, all of them, and I stuck on the front side of the camera. But ultimately, where I am today is what I had a passion for, and that was developing content. So now I'm on the back side of the camera. So when that transition calls for again to get away from the front side, when some young slick cat comes along to take my role, now I can transition behind the camera where we already have a business infrastructure in place, and it won't be starting from scratch. It's just a matter of gearing up to that next level.
1: You know, that, that's very interesting as you said that, Spencer, because one thing that I have tried to advocate is for players to look at the opportunity, but not just what's in front of to go behind mm-hmm. the scenes and see where the other opportunities that's are, right. particularly when you talk about the game that we were a part of right. football. There are so many opportunities. Yeah. You talked about broadcasting. There are other opportunities besides standing in front of that camera, sitting in front of that camera uh, that
8: has to support that that broadcast. And those are career opportunities for other players out there, but I don't think they think about that, Spencer. They don't think about it. And here's the deal. Look, we all are drawn kind of like flies to light by the things and of the things that we're familiar with. The crowd, the excitement, being in front of a microphone, knowing that there are hundreds of thousands of perhaps millions of people that are hearing and seeing and watching what you're doing. (laughs) But that's going to be short-lived. And there's a relationship between that short livedness and the sense of comfortability, the sense that I'm gonna be here a long time. So why not transition to the ownership side of things? Development of content, uh, developing whether that content is in written form, whether it's in short form. I call it short feature forms. Uh, It can be for radio. It can be for celestial radio. It could be for internet uh, radio. It can be for any digital platform. It could be for cable television. Content is king in the context that we're in right now. And if you can develop quality content, there will be a platform on which you can propagate that content.
1: Spencer, I know you, you said you, you're living in Houston now. Mm-hmm. Sure uh, that, that is your home. Uh, is, is there any young men out there? I mean, they should if they haven't. Mm-hmm. Have they reached out to you? Or, or is yeah. it possible for them to reach out to you? You're such a mentor, even though you don't know that. When they sit in their living rooms and they watch games on, on Saturdays when they're not playing. I mean, they're pros. And they're thinking about their transition.
8: Uh, have any of them reached out to you? Because I know you would make yourself available. To oh, them. absolutely. You know, I think routine, routinely, I have it between nine and fourteen guys that I'm helping on some level, and they have carte blanche. They can call me up. I'm on the road, or getting ready to get on the airplane, or if I'm at the studio. I've had guys call me right before the show and ask me what I thought about something that was going on, or just developed, or just broke, and they've been informative of, of me sometimes. You know that I didn't know certain things that may have just happened, came on on competitors, and yeah, you know, while we watched the competition you know, 15, 20 minutes before the show, we may not uh, necessarily be privy to what they're doing. So I'll get a text from one of my the guys, you know, and I'll look at it and I'll get on my Rolodex and I've got pretty much every coach I need to get to and ADs, and, I, and I'll call them up right in between the break. And so that mentorship goes both ways. You know, they see how I do what I do, and I teach them how to do the game and how to play the game. And it is a game in some regards, but it is a game that has protocol. It has structure and order to it, and you can't just walk up here and get behind a microphone and think you're going to be as excellent as you were between the white lines. It takes preparation, commitment, by rote, repetition, you get better at it. And the confidence that people see you demonstrate comes from consistently doing whatever it is you're doing. That's where confidence is produced. And so, you know, uh, being predictable in that preparation is the key.
1: Yeah, like I said, you've been such a great example for many of those people who, of course, in the, in the media business. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is for people like yourself who've been successful in in other industries to come back and, and share their success? Yeah. With some younger players, or some players that may be older but still looking for an opportunity, do you think that's a that, that's a formula of success oh, yeah. to change the environment and the atmosphere of what we know as some devastating yeah. things that have happened to players in their transition? Well, Are there some guys that you think, and is there an obligation for them uh, as members of that fraternity to perhaps maybe come back and help? I can other say players? for
8: myself, it's an obligation because I had mentors in my life, and so, and as I say this, I, I don't point fingers. Because there's three pointing back at you anytime you do that. I say this with complete humility. Uh, I subscribe, subscribe to what Malcolm Gladwell and some of these others have talked about in terms of mentorship. He, In Outliers, his, his mega best-selling book, he opens up a stanza where he says, The tallest oak in the forest is not the tallest merely because it came from the hardiest acorn, but it's also the tallest because no other trees blocked its sunlight. The soil around it was deep and rich. No squirrel chewed through its bark as a sapling no lumberjack cut it down before it had a chance to fully mature and translated all that means is we owe something to parentage and patronage mentors people who impacted our lives in a positive way for us to assume that we arrived at this place as a result of our own efforts alone is foolishness it's absolutely stupid people facilitated my success whether it was bill noble uh... whether it was my coach tommy thompson my mother larue tillman who was a missionary my dad jack who who emulated and represented what a man should be in a household. I had all of those people, even my siblings, uh, put pressure on me to continue to push and keep my head up and stay straight uh, along the path of success. So you never really finish there. You have to continue to go on, but to answer your question, yes, I do feel like I have an obligation to give back. And so I accept that mantle, but life is getting tougher. And I think for some of the newer generation, the millennials in particular, they may not feel and speak as if they feel a responsibility to give back because it's tougher to achieve. And they know that, and so the, my response to that is, you can still be successful in spite of it. And there is a DNA or a template to that success. And once you figure it out, if you can succeed in this context that we're in right now, because this is the new normal, you have to give back. There's, it's not a choice. It's not an option because the need is even greater than it ever has been.
1: Spencer, I, I get I, I just want to thank you so much. This, of course, is my second year that I've worked with yeah. you. You did our first live broadcast for us last mm-hmm. year on Internet TV. And that, of course, was uh, broadcasted live on Voice America Sports and voiceamerica.tv. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing that again for us. Uh, I would just like to ask you one other question. Sure. Of course, uh, I think we may have a break or we may skip the break, but we may have a break coming up here. Uh, you walk around today, uh, I believe this is uh, a part of which I think many, many people need the experience. Yeah. To see young players, see retired players like yourself and myself uh, all come together because there have many, been many times where, where players have not existed, we couldn't coexist in the same. We are so competitive with one another. Yeah. But to see us coming together, do you think it's actually power in this room—the fact that we can all come together and do something for the benefit of players? Because I think if we succeed, then those who have helped us succeed, they mm-hmm. also succeed because we create opportunities for other people through jobs yeah. and, and and so many other things. So it's it's something I think is extremely important. I just wondered. How did you feel when you walked through this room
8: today? I felt great, but here's why I felt great. It may not be obvious to everyone. When I walked in, yeah, I saw Will Shields, I saw Al Smith, people that I played with, uh, former great players that are walking around here. And you'd recognize him as a fan if you were to be allowed to come in and participate and all that good stuff. But I saw Dr. Oz a minute ago. You oh, know, yes. he's over there tasting the fare and checking things out and engaging with players. He's a businessman, he's a doctor, but he has a syndicated program, Oprah, you know, is in his space. You will see people in here who are in every sphere of business and in life. So I think that the good thing is we all have one thing in common. We want to achieve, we want to succeed, we want to strive, and we want to find out what the DNA, what the formula is to that. And if you come to this event, you'll get the genome to what success is. The athletes have known it between the white lines. The key is can they harness it and then transfer it in another space?
1: So it sounds to me, especially that you believe that we, we can be successful oh. off the football field. There's no doubt without a doubt. that an athlete can be successful I'm not off met the a, football yeah, field. Yeah,
8: absolutely. I've never met a business person, whether it's in broadcast or anywhere else, that didn't want to capture and harness the, the itiveness, the sense of structure and order that professional athletes operate in and demonstrate every Saturday and Sunday on the NFL side every single week. They want to capture that. And while their people sitting in their cubicles or wherever it is that they do their work won't be lining up and hitting anybody, I certainly want to find out what the preparation model is, what the strategy is, what the mindset is, to get to that point where I can get those results yielded that you're able to on Sundays. I'm so glad that we're here at the Player
1: Networking Event. This is the 13th annual Player Networking Event. Nobody really thought it was going to (laughs) work. But we're successful, and we're going to continue to success because we're going to have people like Spencer Tillman who come back And share his success and share the experience of dealing with players and helping them fight through their transition. It's not that difficult. We can do it. We can win. Thank you, Spencer, so much for being that great example. You're listening to Voice America Sports. We're live at the Player Networking Event here in New Orleans at the Super Bowl. Maybe the Cardinals will come next time. We'll be right back after this break.
3: The American Businessperson Show, the official sponsor of making dreams come true. The American Businessperson is designed to engage, educate, promote success, and move people into action. It outlines possibilities and tactics that will help people prevail to make their American dream come true. Contact Rich at the americanbusinessperson.com for a free consultation to discover how to make your business goals a reality join in live every wednesday at 12 noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america business channel or on demand 24
4: 7 at the americanbusinessperson.com communication is the key to success both on and off the field i'm communication expert jill Schiffelbein, the impromptu guru As a former athlete, I know what it takes to be successful as you go from the locker room to the boardroom and all points in between. I will teach you presentation, communication, confidence. With skills like that, you know you'll always be in business. Get the tools you need to succeed at impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes. Again, that's impromptuguru.com forward slash athletes.
5: Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before,
0: let us surprise you.
3: VoiceAmerica.tv is online now.
0: The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience. Live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it.
4: VoiceAmerica.tv.
0: From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv. Now and experience the future of online television.
4: VoiceAmerica.tv Get in the game. Follow us on
1: Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN.